Hello, beautiful people. How y'all spirit doing? Welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast, where I date peace, a comedian. I feel like I'm a lot of other things, but we'll go with comedian for now because I'm talking to an amazing comedian today. And uh, peace, we talk. We talk about shit, like real life, controversial. So I, I will say this. I do not remember when we met. Do you, I was, I've been thinking about it all day. Um, do you remember when we met or how we met at all? Like, does that moment stand out? Did we meet at the Juneteenth show from 2020? Were you at that? Yeah. I. Th- so that's that's probably it. Yeah. I think that would be the first time. The one that Tamara was on. Yeah. Oh, Tamara. You know, she's yeah. leaving North Iowa. Where are they going? I don't know where they're going. Um, she, they hit me. <laughs> You're good. I got to work on my pronoun game. They hit me with a, a, a text when I was on my way to Michigan. What about Suzy Q? I don't know. I don't know. I, I oh, wow. I wasn't, right. ex- I wasn't expecting this, <laughs> this to come up. I need to do my research. But <laughs> no worries. Like, seriously, on my way to Michigan, Tamara hit me with a text. They're moving. And I don't remember where. It's not super far, but uh, out of North Iowa, which part of me yeah, is like, get out of here. Yeah. But sad to see Tamara go. Yeah. So I feel like we talked a lot about Tamara. <laughs> Who are you? Um, I am Antoinette Stevens. I am a comedian in town, but I've only been doing comedy for about a year and a half. Outside of that, I work in tech. I'm a security engineer for Cisco Meraki. I have a degree in computer science. I've basically been doing tech for almost a decade at this point. Wow. My God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, that just hit me. I never said that out loud. Here we go. <laughs> But I discovered comedy a year and a half ago, and I love it. It's also caused me to branch out into some other passions that I've forgotten about. So I've started writing again, and I've won two screenwriting awards so far, just in the past, like, two or three months, Mm. which is pretty crazy. Uh, But the first one I won was for a film for the 48-hour film project that I did titled Be Happy. Uh, I worked on that with some friends. That one was for the Minneapolis uh, film project. And then the other one is called Flower and Eggs. We won Best Screenwriter for both of those, which means a lot (laughs) as someone who just started dabbling in that again. Like, how how was your experience as far as the, the process for 48 hours? So I can talk about the process for Flower and Eggs because I was... Uh, on the writing team for that one from when they got their genre and required elements until uh, we fleshed out the story. I have no part in like the filming or anything else. The team uh, that I was allowed to join, they have a very set way of doing things and a set schedule. Like one night is just for writing and once the script is done, they don't touch it anymore. And the next day is for this. And then after that, it's all editing. It's like, they're a well-oiled machine. They've been doing this for years. Their process is their process. So I, I have no opinions on how hard or difficult that part may be. But as for the writing portion goes, once you have the genre and the elements, we kind of were able to build a story around it. The hard part is how to not make it cheesy. Like, how do you still get this really nice film with all of these elements that you know will have to be in maybe ten tens of other films without it being really um, cheesy or played out. The genre we got was food found. Uh, the required uh, elements was like yarn 
and then you had to have a <laughs> yeah you had to have a caretaker in there um with a specific name and then the line was as long as we're having fun who cares so we made a food film where this woman is making pasta with her husband and um it's like an activity together when they went to Italy and he proposed to her in Italy uh on a whim like caught up in the magic and romance with a piece of yarn and um <laughs> we find out that he's sick with an illness and um she's like it won't be as good as the pasta we had in Italy and he's like as long as we're having fun who cares and then it kind of jump time jumps and he's like very sick and she's his caretaker like we oh. found a way to like make this really beautiful story with all of these elements together in it that all flowed and i it 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 was like as difficult as we as like that as the rest of the weekend probably would have been that part i think really flowed once we had the premise i feel like once you have a prim- a premise it's really easy to kind of uh run away with the story after that do you take that same approach with comedy like when you're writing and developing material no comedy i have to worry about whether or not this is funny i don't have to worry about whether or not this makes somebody cry i got that part that one okay. there's like a set formula for what will or won't make someone cry but for comedy there was a comedian who said like comedy should surprise you mm. and that part i think is what trips a lot of people up because it's hard to think of something surprising <laughs> i was thinking about you the other day i so I have a beef with Netflix because I feel like a lot of their programs are trash. And I got bamboozled into watching Clickbait, which I don't know if I've shared that on any episode yeah. before, but Clickbait was one of the worst things I've ever seen. But I did stumble into a number top 10 show on Netflix, which is a Korean show <laughs> called Squid Game. Uh-oh. And I was watching it because uh, you and my sister might be the only two black women that I know that has gone through this like got into it hardcore because like we we kind of talked about it in one of the shows like the, the, these are like our episodes and like <laughs> I think she told me one season uh, was like 20 episodes it was something yeah 20 <laughs> episodes and I'm like it's it's all subtitles she's like yeah it's subtitles and um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about you when I was watching this 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 new one, do you? How did you stumble into that? Like, was that was like I'm clicking on shows and it just you know Netflix like it just popped up or like how do you how does one get into Korean? And I will say this, and I, I know you will agree because she does, and I've witnessed it. Their drama and their writing is spectacular. Like it's, it it's, is. it's a different level of. I, it's something about their their character development that I just. I love because I feel like any great show movie is character driven. So uh, I just wanted to add that before. I started with Love Alarm. Um, So let me back up. I love anime, right? (laughs) But there's a special or a genre of anime called Shujo, which tends to be more the romance type of anime. Um, I ran out of the one I was watching. (laughs) Oh. So you're not. You, you've been so Love Alarm, <laughs> Love Alarm popped up, and I was like, okay, I'll try this. Um, and I actually started watching it with English dub, which was 
horrible because it's a bunch of white people with white person inflections dubbing their voice over Korean people. And once I started listening to uh, those shows in Korean, I can now never listen to an English per like an English speaking person dub over that because the way that they speak and express themselves while speaking are so different from the way we do it as English. It doesn't match. It doesn't like it's like a round peg in a square hole. Like it just doesn't go together. Um, anyway, I started with Love Alarm. It was great. It ended stupidly. Um, <laughs> made fun of. Did it, but, did it end sad? No, it didn't. However, this girl randomly decides to sign up for a marathon she didn't train for, and then wants to run it. Sorry, sorry. sorry keep she went to run the marathon, and then she stops in the middle of the freaking track to daydream. And I was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> Well, let me get this daydream out real quick. <laughs> oh my god, I was so mad. But I love Korean dramas because they have a formula that they follow and it never actually gets old. Like there's always a love triangle. There's always something traumatic that happened in their past. There's um always like goofy side characters or a side character falling in love. Like I absolutely adore it and better than that there's always a rich person because then you get to see all the red bottoms all over the screen <laughs> <laughs> the fashion is amazing all right so each episode i'm trying to include either a current event or like a controversial event so uh will smith are you a fan let me start there i do like will smith the whole entanglement with mm-hmm. his wife uh, Jada Pickensmith, who they've been together for over 20 years, had this very, to be honest with you, I don't know if it was, I mean, it was public, but we only got like a snippet of of it. So we don't really know what's going on. Um, how do you feel about monogamy and open relationships slash marriage? Do you, do you feel like there is a definite shift from generation to generation and you're in a you're in a relationship like you've things seem to be going very well for you and you have a very like a very black love connection where where do you fall on these topics um first and foremost i believe that consenting adults can do whatever they want with other consenting human adults um but beyond that i know for me personally speaking only for me um <laughs> i i am happily monogamous <laughs> Um, I know that an open relationship would not be for me. I don't have the emission, the emotional stability because I, I just, I just want to be with one person and that is just who I am. Um, I also won't pretend to like understand the ins and outs of, um, polyamorous relationships in any way. Uh, so (laughs) That's, that's why I'm, I tend to just like mind my business. I'm happy for other people if that's what they want to do and that's how they want to live. Um, but I know for me, it's definitely not for me. I'm monogamy all the way. Um, and mostly from like a commitment standpoint, it's really nice to be able to have, always have someone I can lean on. And um, we, I know how much time we spent building up the trust that we have in our relationship and building up the bond that we have because it isn't something where 
you just get together and it's love at first sight and then Disney movie, you're married and you're happy with <laughs> like ever after. That's just not how relationships work. Like there's so much work that has to go into someone that the other person can tolerate. I feel like Absolutely. I feel like that's kind of just what happens. <laughs> I don't want to do that for more than one person at a time. <laughs> it's too much it's too much work. Okay. Too much work. Let's uh let's stay with this. Are your parents still together slash married? Um, and is that the the most successful marriage that you've been able to witness? Um, they are still together and married. Um, I try not to compare marriages, you know, because you never know what's going on in someone's marriage. So I can't say whether or not their marriage is or isn't successful. I know they're still together. Maybe what I think a successful marriage looks like might not look the same for them, mm. you know? And who am I to tell someone that their marriage is or is not a success? I yeah. hear you, but I do like to judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I judge quietly. People don't hear this. I'm not going to that person. Yeah, my 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 new favorite thing is is parents. I think um, <laughs> I think judging bad parents are probably one of my favorite things to do, and it's also very petty. So, uh, <laughs> do you, do you have a favorite Will Smith movie? Oh my god, I love his movie so much. I love Hitch so much. It's like it's one of the few movies I could watch repeatedly, and it would never get old. Yeah, um, I hated Hancock. It was trash. I hated Hancock. Uh, I also hated, you know what? I hated The Pursuit of Happiness, whatever the movie with the pounds in it is. The Pursuit of Happiness is my absolute favorite. I, is it? I, now I will say this before having a son, I don't know if it hit the same way, but mm-hmm. after having a son, there's two movies particular that like hit different for me well three movies actually uh after becoming a father um you say you didn't like hancock but i i have a i have a thing i have a man crush for uh, jason uh the guy in ozark oh okay yeah 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 i know who you're talking about. i just love his stuff i don't know why but so i do too they had a great cast the the story was just <laughs> fair, fair enough, especially good. someone who has like uh, I like anime and I like sir. I understand, but after becoming a father, the pursuit of happiness, uh, <laughs> Big Daddy with Adam Sandler, and there's the movie with that guy and and uh, Jennifer Aniston called The Switch. For those mm. for for whatever reason, those three are probably my most emotional. If I watch them, I a tear will fall. Ooh. Yeah. Do you, do you do you have a a movie that does that to you? I watch it a tear will fall. Like like nine out of ten times. So it used to be the Notebook for me, and then I realized that Nicholas Sparks just deals in trauma porn, and so <laughs> I cannot <laughs> in good faith watch that movie anymore. Got it. <laughs> I've argued this for decades. That's one of the worst movies I've ever seen as well. <laughs> it it, it did two things for me. It made me have a, a crush on Rachel McAdams. That's her, okay. right? I, yep, that is her. Fair enough. And it made me love um, the, the guy, Noah. Oh yeah, she did not deserve him, and I think that's. A, I think the movie should be called "She Didn't Deserve Him." <laughs> like that's she what they should change. <laughs> he, I mean, he really worked. He worked his butt off for her. 
Oh my God! Until the very end. <laughs> Jesus, what an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> very much so. Very- <laughs> no, I don't like to watch things that like upset me so deeply. You know what? I once I cried at Click, dude. Like I can't. I'm just a crier. Wait, wait. Um, you said Click. Yeah. Do you know that movie, The Adam With Sandler? Adam Sandler. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like maybe when he was old and died in the rain? Are you kidding me? I was so distraught. You know, fair enough. <laughs> I fair cried enough. during the SpongeBob movie. I'm such an easy cry. Uh, you know what? Uh, the only animated film that I got choked up on and almost cried was Toy Story 3. Um, I'm not a sucker for Disney movies, but I do like Pixar. They They do it for mm-hmm. me. And it's the scene where they almost are going to get burned up in the incinerator or the trash. And yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep, I know what you're talking about. Yep, that one too. That yep. <laughs> All right, um, no. we're uh, we're going to take a quick uh, break so I can uh, run my little ad and get my little money and get my little sponsorships, and then we'll be back with a requested debate because. I've been doing debates for over 10 years. It's actually like 15 now, but I, I'm just now starting to bring them to the podcast. So I'm going to throw one out for you and have you answer it. And we'll be right back. Awesome. So I have this debate. I'm going to read it and you just go ahead and either answer or add in what you would like to. Here it is. And maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's not. But debate topic or question for the women. If you've done it already, I apologize. Ladies, is it okay what are your thoughts? Would you stick with a man who is intelligent, funny, decent shape, decent looking, etc., checks all <laughs> all of or most of your boxes, treats you right, your children right, etc., your friends approve, etc., but he was a little chubby. Not fat, little chubby. Just curious to see what they would say, as I already got a good idea what guys' thought processes are. Like how? Ch- like, why does it matter if he's chubby? I have no idea. But how does that matter? I, I try. Now, um, it it the the post got like ninety four comments, and Jesus I, Christ, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like to I like to pretend two things. One, maybe we're not talking like just a little chubby. Maybe we're talking like this person like blew up. And I'm I'm wondering if it has a lot more to do with when we met, he was this size or, mm. or she was this size. And this person has completely let themselves go almost to an un- unhealthy state. That to me, <laughs> not to shit on the question, but like that to me is a better question or mm. a more in-depth question. So uh, just tossing that out to you. This guy checks all your boxes, but he lets himself go completely Hey, this is not you <laughs> when we met. Um, so this might get serious, but so that a similar thing happened in my relationship, right? Like me and my boyfriend got together. Um, I I'll do it for myself. I looked a certain way. And then I had gained like 20, 30 pounds, right? Like I looked very different. And he never said a word. Like never commented on my mm. body. In fact, he was every day still, you're so beautiful. Like mm. you look dress you like all of these things he never said even though i was like can you just shame me a little bit just a little <laughs> i need some motivation <laughs> just a little bit hurt my feelings just a little bit but if he were that type of person we wouldn't be together you know so um 
I can say, and he he also gained weight because like that unhealthy lifestyle, I wasn't living it by myself, you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> dragging me down. <laughs> <laughs> but I think my motivation to change had nothing to do with him, right? Mm. It was all in how I saw myself and how I wanted to exist within my own body. And I also have health considerations to consider because both my father and his mother had type two diabetes, so. I, if I continued down the way I was, it was going to create a situation. However, his opinion of my body was never a factor in my head. Mm. And that's saying a lot, considering I once dated a guy who patted my stomach and was like, you should hit the gym more, like mm. after sex, right? Mm. So A, having been through that, I would never do that to anyone else. B, if anyone else were to ever do that to me, I now have the language to tell them to fuck off. Like I didn't when that first happened. Your love shouldn't be based on the condition of how that person's body looks. And then who are we to tell someone whether or not they're unhealthy if their doctor's not telling them that, mm. you know? Like I can't tell someone they're unhealthy if their doctor's like, no, nah, you're perfectly, you're fine. Like your blood's normal. <laughs> so there's like that. that. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, we're, <laughs> We're near the end, and I want to get to at least two topics that um, I don't know if we've ever really talked about. Um, I just love the opportunity when I have a black comedian on. And uh, one of the questions that I posed to Khadija, I wanted to also ask you is, what do you find it to be as far as more difficult being a black comedian or a woman comedian? Hmm. Sometimes I think woman comedian, like it just creates a weird dynamic. I also in the beginning found it like that would be difficult to be a black woman comedian because a lot of the black women in comedy that I saw um, growing up talked about things that I would never talk about on stage. Like the really raunchy kind of comedy was just never going to be my style. So I was really worried about that. And if I could be funny outside of that. And then I did the research to see a lot of black women who talk about other things. Um, but I think the being a woman part has been the more stressful side. I think that being a black guy with streams has, I mean, it feels like I have a community that satisfies the blackness, you know, like I don't, I don't feel as alienated as maybe you or Dante or even Cliff, um, or Perry or Bernard may have felt before you formed bias because y'all were able to shelter me from that. Mm -hmm. But there isn't an equivalent of that for me as a, a woman, really, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Last thing I was going to ask is, um, because you said it's not even been two years and okay. I've, I've been in awe. I mean, a lot of us have just been in awe by what, what you are doing and what you are and how you're developing where 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 do you see yourself as far as where you are in the journey and where you're going honestly i hope to be writing more i would love to be able to be a full-time writer someday that would be the dream um but if not then i'm happy to just keep writing in my free time i'd love to be working on either a short story or a novel that i actually published I think that's the kind of stuff I would really want to be working on in the future. But I still love comedy, too. It's been a great outlet and being able to perform has been really good. So hopefully I'm still doing stand up, which I, you know, I think it's just fun. <laughs> like, I have a lot of fun when I do it. I Unless I bomb and not so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, 
I'm going to, we, we end every episode with you asking me a question if you have one, and it can literally be about whatever you want it to be about. But uh, do you have a question for me? Yes. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I have to think. <laughs> what has been your favorite comedy experience? That's. Uh, well, hands down, it, it was the album. There, there's some there's some comedy experiences that are up there for not necessarily comedy reasons, if that makes sense. Um, being able to perform at certain venues or with certain people makes those experiences like, um, you know, memorable. But the album was. I know this is stupid, but I feel like that's something else I stopped talking about a lot because it it was it was just a huge chunk of of twenty twenty for me. It was like six months, and I put so much work into leading up to it. It was it was all independent, so I literally did every single thing. So just you know, your typical show producing, and then you have to write and and practice yourself. I had made so many mistakes along the way i only performed once there was just one take and so you know unlike your traditional specials or albums they they perform you know they, they do they do two shows where if they stumble or mess up they correct it on the second show and for me it it was it's number one because of everything that went into it and everything that came out of it it's it's definitely the, the thing that i'm most proud about most challenging thing that I've ever done. And I also think it it really set a new standard for me as far as what I want to do going forward. And obviously for the next album and the album after that. So um it was Did a special I tell you I moment. listened to your album? Huh? I listened to it uh last Friday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It, um I, really I forgot good. who asked me about it, but uh someone asked me like what do, what do I think about it? Or how critical I was about it. I was super critical about it when it, you know the first time listening to it, the first time watching it. There were mistakes, there was missed ad libs, and, and and so on and so forth. But after some some time and revisiting, uh, I love the project. I love the project for what it is, and I'm again very happy with it. And I can't wait to do the next thing. So. Oh, first yeah. of all, thank you for thank you was, thank you for that stream. Yeah. <laughs> I just made twelve <laughs> cents. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Antoinette, uh, super dope talking to you as always. I know I'll see you before uh, anything else. Anything else you want to say or leave the people with? Do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I appreciate you. I will talk to you soon. Love you. Be good. <laughs> Mental health is important. Uh, stay black. I'm going to start saying that. Stay black. Stay black. <laughs> stay See black ya. and do weeds. <laughs> Why are we like this? 